the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. And welcome back. To Bob Bernie Live. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live, 877 262 5483. We're going to go back to the phones, and I've got Mark in Columbus on the line. Mark, welcome. Thanks for calling. Hey, Bob. Hey, did you ever wonder about that word? Uh, you just had a commercial on that. That word, uh, uh, garnishment, in regards to taxes, and yet, you know, garnish is, is when you put a little something extra on the side of the plate there. So, <laughs> you know, garnish, garnish your wages, you're taking away your wages, but with garnish your plate, you're putting extra stuff on it. Yeah, That's well, when the, uh, when the IRS talks about garnish, they're not talking about uh, 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 pickle relish and mustard, I'll tell you that. No, that's true. That's true. Well, um, I called to say, find out what your opinion is on uh, the total depravity of man. You know, we've got this thing going on with in Spain. We've got so much depravity going on. You probably heard about the the uh, baby that they found down in Texas next to the pipe and everything. But uh, uh, and uh, but the uh, it's, it never fails to to amaze me, though. It's just how depraved people can be, and yet there are people that uh, uh, you know they show they can be good, morally good, even if they're not Christian. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, uh, I have to wonder about that term or phrase, the total depravity, because. How can you be totally depraved and yet still be show you know moral good? Where you know you think and you know that it, it has been said. I know you said it that God has made man is made in God's image, and and so that's one of the reasons why uh, you know that we still have. Well, let me pastors. let me let me attempt to answer that. And I, I there there are two concepts here that we need to understand. The depravity of man, we inherit from our first parents, Adam and Eve, a depraved nature. It is easier for us to do wrong than good. We are a fallen people, a fallen race. But God, in his mercy and his infinite wisdom, has also provided us with a conscience, an innate ability born within us to know right from wrong. So even though it is our nature to do wrong, God has put within us a conscience, and these two things are in constant conflict. Now, 
there are things in our culture and our society that appeal to our conscience, laws, morality, a society based on biblical principles. When we are surrounded by a culture and a society based at least on biblical principles, that is constantly appealing to our conscience to rebel against our sinful nature and to do what's right. However, if we lose that moral compass, then we begin to we begin to suppress our conscience and we can suppress our conscience long enough the bible refers to it as a conscience seared with a hot iron in other words it becomes absolutely insensitive and that's why we have things like the holocaust um i've been to yad vashem in jerusalem actually three times the old one 40 years ago, and then the new one in the last 10 years, twice. And you walk through Yad Vashem, and you see the unbelievable pictures of human skeletons walking around and bodies stacked like cordwood and and German soldiers standing sometimes with a smile on their face, surrounded by death and destruction of fellow human beings. And you go... How could they have a conscience? Well, they had suppressed that conscience over and over and over and over again until their fallen nature took over completely and they had no conscience left. So we are in constant conflict between our sinful nature and the conscience that God has placed within us and our surroundings, our culture, has a great deal to do with how active our conscience is. Does that make sense, Mark? It does. Now, would you say that that uh, seared conscience is the same as the reprobate mind? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Now, that's right off the top of my head. I'd have to think about it a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That would be the reprobate mind. All right, all right. All right, well, uh, yeah, the, the question came up. Uh, the the uh, the subject came, has come up with regards to uh, Calvinism and Arminianism, yeah. um, and and so you know I I don't know I, I've been told that this outlook falls within Arminianism where I think that God knows us uh, from you know from forever, yeah. He knows we're going to do and all this. Well, and I I am neither Calvinist nor Armenian. I you know I I kid and I say this jokingly. I'm two and three eighths Calvinist. You know <laughs> Calvinism has the five points. I am not a five pointer. I'm probably and again I kid around two and three eighths, but I'm not Armenian either. I believe in a sovereign God, but I also believe that the sovereign God has given us a free will. Now, I believe that we are so depraved that we cannot come to God unless he draws us. But I also believe that God knows the people who will choose to receive him, and he sends to them his Holy Spirit and allows us to make that choice. I believe that God 
miraculously and perfectly fits together the sovereignty of God and the free will of man because they're mutually exclusive of each other. If man has a free will, God cannot be sovereign. If God is absolutely sovereign, man cannot have free will. But God puts them together and makes them work together, and he is sovereign enough that he can rule over a civilization of people with free will. That's that's oh, my. that's my position. So I, I, I have so many Calvinist friends. I do, and I have great respect. My all-time great preacher hero is uh, Charles Spurgeon, C.H. Spurgeon. Right. He, but he was a practical Calvinist. He wasn't a nut job. Uh, and I listen. I know some Calvinists who are more Calvinists than Calvin was. Uh, and like I said, I say it all the time: the devil lives in the extremes. I know people in the Armenian camp that are just nut jobs in loss of salvation. I know Calvinists that are absolutely nut jobs in the sovereignty of God. Uh, and I have friends in both camps. I preach in a few Armenian churches. Uh, I preach in churches that are Calvinist, and uh, I can have fellowship with both as long as they're not nut jobs. <laughs> there are nut jobs in both camps. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's all very interesting and amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's amazing that God can love any of us and get anything out of any of us. Yeah. All yeah, right, Mark, true. good talk to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Sounds like you're on the road. Be safe. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Um, and, I, and I mean that. I, I, people ask me all the time if I'm a Calvinist. Uh, no. No, not. I have many, many friends who are Calvinist. Uh, I am not. Well, then you must be Armenian. Uh, no. No. Not there either. No. And... Uh, No, I'm not going to go any further. All right, we'll take uh, the final break of the hour, and then we'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And uh, welcome back to uh, to Bob Bernie Live. Well, Secretary Buttigieg <clears throat> today announced he is uh, planning on coming to Ohio. <clears throat> it's been uh, about three weeks since the uh, train derailment. And the guy who is probably more in charge of trains than anyone else in America says, uh, I'm planning. Well, Secretary, when are you going? Well, I'm, I'm planning. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm planning on uh, going to Ohio. Really? Um, I didn't mention it yesterday, but uh, President Biden made a surprise and super secret visit to Kiev, Ukraine. Um, I think it was yesterday. 
Sunday, yesterday, I, I don't remember. Uh, but it was uh, very, very secretive, as you can imagine. There was uh, all kinds of cloak and dagger stuff about it. Um, he had to ride a, a train, a secret train, and then they, they couldn't use his normal black limousine because that would draw attention. And uh, again, there was a lot of intrigue about his visit to Ukraine. Now, I personally think that was a good thing. Uh, We are sending billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. I think it's a good thing that the President of the United States went there personally. Okay? However, the President of the United States has now spent more time in the country of Ukraine than at the southern border of the United States. Now, just let that sink in. It is no secret at all that we are facing an historic crisis on our southern border. And that's not an exaggeration. It's historic. And not only is it historic in the pure number of people illegally coming across the border. It's the drugs, the crime, the fentanyl, the thousands and thousands of people are who are dying because of the fentanyl coming across our southern border. And normally, and you know, Republicans are going, he shouldn't have gone to Ukraine, he shouldn't have gone to... I don't have any problem with him going to Ukraine. I mean, if things were reversed and Donald Trump made a secret visit to Ukraine, Republicans would be singing his praises. It's the president. We're spending a lot of money there. and Fine. That's okay. I'm glad he went. If it were not for the fact that he has spent more time in a foreign country than he has spent on our southern border. That's a problem. That's number one. Number two, billions of dollars have been promised to Ukraine. We can debate all day long. Should we be in Ukraine? Should we be involved? You know, I'm not even going to get involved in that. The sad tragedy is the federal government has been extremely slow in helping the people of East Palestine, Ohio. This continues to be national news. This is not just an Ohio thing. This is national news, what happened here in Northeast Ohio. People in that area are devastated. Just from a purely okay, you know, there's a well, you know, the they can't drink their water. Yeah, they can. Now, just think logically. The water in East Palestine is coming from wells that are very deep in the earth. The chemicals that were spilled at the train derailment could not possibly have leached down through the soil 
50 feet, 100 feet, 200 feet yet. So I don't think there's any chance that the drinking water has been impacted, but it will. In time, with rain, in time, those chemicals are going to leach down in the soil. We don't know when. We don't know how long it's going to take, but it will. The soil. Who knows what's going to happen with the soil? And from just a very practical standpoint, every single house within a six or seven mile radius around that train derailment is worthless. Those dear people will not be able to give their houses away for years. There's no possible way they're going to be able to sell them for anything for at least 10 years. If they choose to stay, they're going to live in a home that is worthless. And those who want to leave, and I don't blame them for wanting to leave, they're going to have to give their houses away if anybody would take it. And the initial offer from the federal government and the train, uh, we're going to give every family $1,000. Wow, that's really going to help. So what troubles me about the president's trip to Ukraine is not that he went to Ukraine. I'm not like most of the Republicans screaming that he shouldn't have gone. I'm glad he did. But the tragic irony is that he flew to Ukraine and promised them billions and billions and billions of dollars more than we've already given to them. And the people of East Palestine, Ohio, are looking at losing their homes, losing their future, and begging the federal government to do something about it. That's not right, folks. It is just not right. Please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.